play the game while you listen. What's going on here? This ragtag crew of adventurers is covering the problems of the average player. Where should I begin? Discussing the homebrews, modules, and the latest content for all things D&D. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. What you're feeling is so normal and perfectly natural. With your host, the Pirate Captain. Everybody loves me and I don't know why. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I really am. The Pirate Captain is a dick. Chef Bolg. Let me take a couple steps back so I can, you know, really get this point across. It's bullshit! And Loke the Bard. Instead of making a deal with Cthulhu or, you know, the greater devil, you found an imp who was willing to give you dark vision in exchange for a gallon of blood. With a little mayhem, mischief, and a bit of bardic charisma, it's time for the show. Every time I listen to this damn intro, I find one more F.U. to me. Are you, are you talking about just when you open your mouth and speak? You know what? I'm calling it an early show again today. No. But there's that little voiceover guy in the middle of it that sounds just like Nickel Ward. How did he get in the damn intro before me? Uh, he's short. He probably walked right by you, didn't see him. Yeah, that's probably true. I gotta start looking down. We're also tall. That is true. Yeah. We are tall. It's okay. We all look down on you, so. <laughs> I hate both of you right now. Welcome to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. I am the titular Pirate Captain. You should go Google the word titular and you'll understand why I keep saying it. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, I with, as always, me, my, my bestest buddies, Bolg. That's me, right? And some guy that we let in here, Loke the Bard. Yep. Yeah, we just let you in here. Uh, just wanted to bring you guys up. Sorry about the delay of this episode. It's a day late, dollar short, but hey. It's Christmas time, so Merry Christmas, and if you're going to be spending Christmas, and you're, or you're trying to get something for somebody for Christmas, man, I recommend hanging out with our friends at the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. They're the ones who make our miniatures. They're awesome. I've got, we've got our big draconic figure. I finally got my pirate captain in. He sits upon my desk looking amazing, and titular, to say the least. So... And uh, that's, the, of course, your obligatory sponsorship. Now, to get all to the other obligatory things we read, make sure you go find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of the social medias, even TikTok. Bolg's been doing some stuff on TikTok for you guys, so you can see how goofy he can be. Yeah, pretty goofy. I mean, come on, bud. It's pretty good. I like it. It's okay. It's great, buddy. I spend more time on TikTok trying not to get entrapped by thirst. Yeah, there is, it is pretty thirsty down there. So, make sure, sure you're to bod in here. I'm too old for TikTok. No, you're not. Yeah. I like my I'm, dad. I, I still Facebook. <laughs> my dad. Well, yeah. Then why am I running the Facebook? That's the question. Uh, no, you're not too old for TikTok. My dad's older than you, and he actually he he is very avid into like TikTok. He likes that's what he spends a lot of his time doing. He's a truck driver, so when he's like stopped, he's like I get in these little zones, and before you know it. It's time for me to get back on the road again. I was like, that's dangerous. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. Anyway, like I said, this is Chef Bolgan, the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. We are getting into religion for this holiday season because do clerics need religion? I've seen this I've seen this comment come up a couple times throughout uh throughout the pages and stuff like that. It's hard for me to play a cleric because I'm not very religious. I don't know how to act religiously. So role playing is not my strong suit. When it comes to playing clerics, but I've seen throughout the forums that there are a lot of people that want that, that they want to play clerics without religion. But if you look at the Google definition of cleric, not the Oxford one, just the Google one, uh, it's well, a it, it actually says it's from Oxford. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The definition of Oxford languages. Okay, cool. So this is the Oxford one. I don't. I don't read. I'm a pirate. <laughs> A priest or a religious leader, especially a Christian or a Muslim one. Like I say, I don't read, and then I read the definition out. But I, I've seen it come up on some of these forums lately that people are saying like that cler- the clerics don't need religion to be a cleric. But that that is a oxymoron. I guess I don't know. Well, it 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 depends. It's a lot. It has a lot more to do with the world building. Um, you don't specifically need a specific god. For example, okay, but Jediism. But that's not the question. Jediism is a religion and they're in Star Wars. Yeah, okay. But would some people can, wouldn't consider they would consider them a philosophy, not a religion because they don't have the the divine yeah, but figurehead stuff. So I mean, 
a lot of it gets into semantics. Are, are are there religions that I mean, there are religions that celebrate like trees and stuff like that. There are non uh, yeah. like hell. Egypt had like thirty different gods, and then they have some religions that didn't have any gods at all. They just they they, they were spirits yeah, and H- stuff like Hinduism that. Hinduism has something like six hundred million different gods or something like that. It's a, it's an astronomical number. And Men- there, there are some that have none. The, the num- That's what I'm saying. The, the number yeah. that they give ha- is meant to be mon- mind-boggling high. It's not an actual count. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's it, it. Was they they the holy text took the largest number that they had a name for in their language, um, to to cover how many gods are in Hinduism to because there there's more than a person could know. There are 33 gods per the Puranas, and then there's 330 million more. Yeah, see, the 330 million more. And th- and that nobody's gone through and counted those 330 million. It, 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 it was just the number that whoever wrote those holy texts. I, I'm fine with clerics in D&D not having go- uh, a god. That yeah. That's fine to me. You can have, like, I, I believe you could be into, like, a theist, uh, what is it? A theistic? Is it monotheistic is one god. What is yeah. the other one? Polytheistic. 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 Thank you. Yep. So polytheistic. I'm okay with clerics being polytheistic. As long as you have faith in something, I think yeah. it's fine. I but here's my thing about polytheism too. You have to be of one culture. Like you can't like if you're a mountain dwarf and you have different mountain dwarf gods, you can be a polytheistic, but you can't just be like a human like just some random human that's like, ah, oh, you know, I lived on the border, so I believe in both well, things. Well, it depends. If you, if you behave in such a way that you are following the tenets of the religion and the God believes in you and blesses you, it could possibly be a cleric without actually f- being a believer of the religion. You say that, but the Romans did that exact thing. Took the Greek I, gods because their gods weren't great and made them Roman. I, I, and that okay, so that I don't mind, but I'm just saying, like, you can't have somebody that's like you can't have a half elf. I, I think that's I, it was a bad example of saying human. I think I'm thinking more like a half elf or somebody that's kind of like living between two worlds well, and is like, oh well, I got to be a cleric of both this god and that god is what I'm saying. And actually, versus like being a, a dwarf who probably has like multiple gods for them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And you know, gods of mul- the. The polytheistic religions are much more lenient with borrowing gods from other pantheons. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I saw a thing on how the name Zeus became Jupiter in the Roman. Like, it, it, like Zeus had a, a title, Pitar, it, when he was in Syria. It was the same god, but it was like Zeus Pitar instead of just Zeus. Yeah. And then as the languages changed, that's how it became Jupiter. So, uh, it's not bad, though. So they, you know, it, it, the polytheistic religions were much more open to even like adopting new and additional gods into the pantheon or recognizing them. Today's neo-paganism, if they're uh, polytheistic instead of just like they, there's some that have no god, they just believe in the energies of the universe. Um, they'll pull from different religions, saying, "Well, this god, you know, fits, you know, this." This is why we can't thing, have nice things. <laughs> yeah. This god fits uh, this one thing that I'm looking for. This god fits the one thing that I'm looking for. And they draw uh, it together and use it as a focal point, not necessarily the actual god itself. Okay, so, I, and I'm fine with that with the cleric in D&D, but it's kind of got to be, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think you have to have a god. I, I can, think, I I can agree with that. Your DM. your DM has built the world. How does your DM's world work with the divine energies? Is it something you are pulling on your own based on your faith? Or is it something the God is granting you? And um, if the God believes in you, whether you believe in Him or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> he can still grant you the power. A cleric, a cleric. I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't so believe in you, you, so this doesn't get to happen. You are my cleric. You will do these things. And, and At that point, you're a warlock, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Except, but it, see, and that—that's the thing. Is where's the difference? The line between a, a cleric, warlock, and a paladin. Um, it, like some people would say. The difference is that the cleric is a actual god, whereas the paladin would be a demigod, or not the paladin, the uh, warlock would be a demigod or so, or lower than a god type being. And that's and that's and been then my the paladin is it's 
their oath and their will and their own internal power. And that's been kind of my argument of why there shouldn't be like a divine warlock. So yeah, we'll get that. That's a conversation from the last episode. That yeah, you can go and, that, listen and to. that's why they have they use an ain't they're they're getting the power of angels. Yeah, so that's a lower being. I, it's I not always the, I've always enjoyed this argument when it comes to clerics, paladins versus warlocks. Is like you guys, your god may or may not exist. Where mm-hmm. I've met the guy that gives me my power. You know, mm, a some, some clerics of, have met their gods. Too, yeah, though. a lot of the uh, yeah. There's there's a higher chance though that you have not met your god as a cleric versus warlock. Yeah, and that's kind of de- how you got your abilities. Yeah, it's going to depend on the campaign. How how active are the gods in that particular campaign setting? I don't you even know, think they uh, have. Uh, I don't even think they have to be active. Yeah. What were you saying, Bob? I was going to say a fun DM could even make an atheist cleric a thing. Yeah. I think who you is, still need religion, so, uh, Who is so strong in his belief that there is nothing after death, there is no grand order, that they actually get power from it. Yeah. But atheism is like the belief of nothing. Yeah. So They, they believe there is no grand design. So how are you getting your there power? Because you, like you, a, a chaos domain. But how are you getting your power? Because your power comes from faith. Yeah. Yeah. So you're literally drawing from the, uh, from the ether from nothing. No, yeah. you're, you're you're drawing from nothing. So yeah. you, uh, well, that's one, that's the one time of zero my... is still zero is what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you have nothing, you cannot multiply it to get anything. As, as much as I'm playing devil's advocate, I wouldn't allow that in my game. Yeah, there's no way that's going <laughs> well, on. I mean, you I've can... got a, a warlock that does that with the yeah. void. Which... Yeah, but the void is nothing. That's yeah. different, and that's you're pulling power from something that is nothing versus believing in nothing, all right? You can't multiply healing times nothing. Maybe there's a secret god of nothing. Yeah, the void now, is— See, now you're, now you're being semantic, <laughs> and I like it, but you're being a dick. That's my job. Actually, in, in, one, of our, in uh, one of our friend's campaigns in his pantheon, there is a god of nothing. Well— and a lot of I gods mean, draw draw power from just being believed in. So if atheists are a thing, there may be a god of nothing. So yeah, well, I, like I I can see a god of nothing, but it's got to be defined. It's not like nothing is in the sense of like there's nothing in a cup, yeah. like that kind of nothing. No, like the nothing of the void is different. If they, if they take on like the very Taoist Tao that can be defined is not the Tao. Mm-hmm. God that can be defined is not God. <laughs> I no, I still think I don't think you can be an atheist cleric. Like that's that's the one thing. Like believing in nothing. Like yeah. if you're pulling your power from the nothing, like a warlock, because like I said, we there is nothing. You're physically being into the void, something like that. When you're a void warlock, versus you're you're trying to say, hey, look, I need the power from this divine thing that doesn't exist mm-hmm. at all that we know doesn't exist because you are telling me right now that you do not believe in something that exists. Therefore, what are you pulling power from? Because yeah. clerics are pulling their power from the divine. Would make a Therefore, fun grave cleric, though. It would make a fun <laughs> grave cleric. I give you that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I wouldn't allow it to actually be an atheist, but I might let the player believe that they're pulling it from nothing. And as an atheist, but maybe you know the god of chaos has blessed them to yeah to cause havoc, and they just don't know it. That their, their power actually comes from the chaotic evil god of the world. Who is there to undermine the actual good faith religions? <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I I don't know that grave cleric idea though would be fun. Like I, I could see that being entertaining. Like I just, there's nothing after death. I I put you in the ground. You're there. Yeah. But, and this is we should also back up a little bit and note this is one of those topics that you need to cover with your people in the zero sessions. Mm-hmm. There are some people who take even pretend religions like D and D very seriously and get easily offended um so this is one of those topics in your zero sessions you the need- satanic panic was yeah. a thing and people still demonized dungeons and dragons and yeah. other type of media like that because of its polytheistic roots yeah our, our group and- is very comfortable pulling from multicultural religions and talking about non i've been at tables where there is it is a monotheistic universe the only god is the christian god and that is the way they play, and the cleric powers all come from the Christian God, and warlock powers all come from the devil. <laughs> I love the all slow right. blink. I love the slow blink there. Yeah. That was just a... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a rare table, but I, I, I have I, played at tables like that, and that's if that's if that's what they... It, you know, look, I, I'm fine with you believing in like the Christianity, but that's, it, it breaks the thing of fantasy. Yeah. That, that says that 
And I get it, you know, a lot of Christians, they, and this is going to be kind of like one of the more religious episodes that we'll do, but this clerics, man, it's that. So I believe that, yeah, if you want to believe that your God created everything, but sometimes you have to break from that realm. And honestly, the, I, the people that I would think that have a problem with that rule probably don't play D&D because they don't believe in magic and they already hated it enough and they were told that Harry Potter was the devil as a kid. Nothing against anybody whose family believes that. Trust me, I've been there, met those families. It's okay. Yeah. But some of us are related to them. Yeah. Oof, man. Southern Baptist, crazy. Whereas my parents bought us the Harry Potter books and the magic yeah. cards. So, and, the, and I learned D&D from my father, yeah. Nigglewart. Nigglewart. No chance to not be in this nerdy-ass hobby. Yeah. You didn't. Uh, that wasn't kind of inbred into you. I like to... I like to get right. It was a fun Christmas party, by the way. I just want to, and okay. I know I throw it out here on there, but it was a fun and messing around with him. Nigort, you're you're a good person, even though you know if we lose you, we lose all records of the dinosaurs ever. Mm. So he's the and only those, guy. And those nautical charts from and way those, back in the day, <laughs> just gone. The location of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never find it without him. Oh man, you better leave me that on his deathbed. Uh, I hope so because oh. we got to go find it. But uh, back back to the point. Enough ragging on Nigglewort. We have plenty of time for that afterwards. But I, I think that clerics have to have religion. Like you can't be a cleric. I don't. I like. I can see druids being without religion. Uh, well, and see that's the, the two thing. classes. I in think, old editions, druids were a form of cleric, right? But in modern editions, let's say because yeah. we are a five E focus. Let's say in 5e, I could see your druids being without religion. I'm fine with that. Like, they, you know, just believe in the trees. You know, they're the Lorax. I don't even believe in the trees. They're just, they protect the their grove. That's really all they care about. Yeah. I speak for the trees. Uh, yeah. And, and that's only one form of druid, too. Like, some are more of a general nature. Yeah. You know, so, some are a PETA militant, you know, <laughs> it's, it, protect the, the line, animal. Yeah, the line between ranger and druid is really drawn with how much combat do you do with weapons? Yeah, because don't... Uh, and how much magic do you do? Yeah. yeah. But uh, at least with rangers, though, like, at least they're both... Like, with rangers, though... In terms of... Uh, they're, I feel like rangers play. are more likely to use use the forest for their own personal gain versus, like, druids. Druids would... Like, if it meant to survive... The druids would not go so, get... Uh, so a uh, ranger would, you know, bend a tree back, put some spikes on it, and then set a trap, whereas the druid would be more likely to ask the forest to help yeah, protect that area. And, provide. And then, and then, you know, spiky somehow getting stuff a, grows up. Yep. Yeah, and get an impossible burger or something. I don't know. <laughs> still on that last night? Yeah, still on that. That's... <laughs> I lost. Look, some of my some of my my mine from the last night got like the best laughs, and only one of them won. And the one that I won was the one I wasn't even trying. That's yeah. That's the way those kind of games. Work. Y'all, I, I gotta start like just having somebody else write my stuff because I think y'all have gotten too used to my humor. So I'll never win. But uh, religion, I think, is a very important part of this game. Like, as much as I'm not a religious person and I play a lot of non-religious characters because I don't usually play clerics or paladins. Um, because I, I, I just don't know how to role play them because I never being a religious person or even trying to get it branch into religion. It just, it doesn't work. So it's hard for me to do. It's something that I could probably learn. Yeah. And, and there, you're got to remember this is a fantasy game. So the role play you could do can be very different than what are, what your real religious. Yeah. Like I mean, the, the Puritan witch hunter, uh, you know, that style yeah. cleric. Would not really be something you'd find much of in the modern world. Are you kidding uh, me? There's a whole cult of them out there. What is it? Um, yeah. Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, but they're 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 small in in the grand scheme of the ten billion people on Earth. That's a very small percentage. Uh, there's actually more than them. There's just the first ones that come off well, of my yeah. mind. Naruto, right? Yeah, uh, Naruto Shippuden. He done. Yes. There's a cleric. That is not the typical cleric. He's a he would be cleric. It, he would be fun as hell to play. You could do it. I, yeah. It would be hard, but I think you could do, definitely do that one. Uh, he's undeath. Yeah, because he has like the ability to come back from like his whole fight. He's not actually dead. He's the like, he's the only member of the Koski that's truly not dead. Yep, so. just buried. Yep, <laughs> I would almost 
pay to see him come back in Boruto in some stupid I way. I don't want to see. Like, no, we're not getting it. That's a whole. We, well, he would get destroyed as the power scaling has happened in that I, manga anyway. So. That, that series should have ended uh, even before the Ninja War. So yeah, One of our friends uh, in our, our current campaign, back when he was in uh, Bulk's campaign, he hasn't been on the show, so he hasn't used a name, but the character's name I'm going to bring up was Fernando. Fernando. Fernando was a uh, priest no, 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 of the no. Federico. Federico, sorry, yeah. yeah. Federico was a priest. How dare of, you dead name that character? Yeah. <laughs> priest of of uh, <laughs> Bulg's god of love and sex, Clay, and, and flamboyant. Well, not love. No, no. Love was Iomea. Clay is straight eroticism and merriment. Yeah. So it is so straight ba- Basically, you, you had a guy <laughs> in a leather gimp suit and, and carrying a giant dildo mace. In, in a sundress as well. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm going to do a PSA for all you out there. If anything is involved with Bulg, it's probably erotic and very much you need an X rating on the it. The point I'm getting to was that's not what you typically think of as a priest. <laughs> It's not, but hey. But in D anD D, you could have a priest that that is what they're. I, I, I there's there yeah. there are plenty of go. If you have no, because Aphrodite, because yeah. Aphrodite, or you can even go with Dionysus, because Dionysus was into like yeah, it would be closer so, to the Dionysus. Yeah, so, Aphrodite was more. It like would be love. a mix of love. this is more physical, more. Yeah. So let's go with Dionysus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this probably this, be Dionysus. this is basically yeah. you know the Karma Sutra. Uh, <laughs> portions of that you know that's right people we know we actually know more than we're letting on we're not but, uh, we're not all just knuckle dragging neanderthals my, my point was that's very different than what you would think of in a modern religious i mean their no. their churches were brothels yeah, so, yeah. i would say their churches were brothels out there so like you you're not telling me something like right no but again they have existed in human history but you, in the modern american where we're broadcasting from world you're not going to see a lot of that as religious people who are getting tax credits from the government for being a religious. Now, a lot of, uh, if they're not one of the big three, Christianity, uh, Islam, Judaism, yeah, and Islam. Judaism, yeah, they're generally either very, very small parishes or churches, or it's individualized in their own home. My wife and I have pagan altars in our home. That's what we've got. So, Yeah, I just got a Christmas tree. Yeah. I don't even celebrate like Christmas, and I still have a Christmas tree. It's actually a pretty cool Christmas. Well, tree. then it's just a Yule tree. Uh, it's a pagan thing. Yeah, yeah. probably. And I, I'll give you that. I call it that. That's a pagan tree. I like. I, and to get so far off, and we're getting more philosophical, though. But you know, I I think though that you have to have these tenets when you're playing a cleric. Like somewhere down the line, you're D and D. Like but if you're a warlock, a fighter, a barbarian, or a, a wizard, sorcerer. I, or ranger even like ranger i'd kind of like uh, hit or miss depends upon where you're at but if you're one of those classes i don't think you need religion versus like if you're a paladin or a cleric yes yeah yes you need a religion well, because that's well, like pal- the f- modern pa- and pa- 5e paladins now are oath-based rather than god it's about their own will and their own focus because for example the oath of the crown has nothing to do with gods you you believe in the government so strongly <laughs> that just that makes you, you radiate power on <laughs> yeah, but I didn't write the rules. That's just the way they play. Oh, that's you, good. You basically believe in the government so strongly that it, it has granted you magical powers. Kicks, kicks in the do- the door of the bar. Where's the pizza shop underneath here? I know there's a basement. <laughs> yeah. Now the old, you know, older editions. This wasn't always true. I um, I think though, as a paladin, you kind of need. I guess it's faith. Yeah. Well, so I it, guess you don't need it. It's still faith. It's just faith in oneself and their convictions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there are four classes where if you stray off that path, it's going to lead to consequences. You've got the cleric, where if they stop believing or act against the tenets of their god, the god's going to take away their power. You've got warlocks, where if they don't satisfy their patron, boom, there goes your power. Paladins, where if they don't fulfill their oaths or do something to break those oaths. They're now an oath breaker. And druids, if they set a forest on fire, forest probably isn't going to come to help yeah. them. I, I, and that, I, hold on, with the druid though, I want to I want to say something about the druid. That's something. If it's another done for- well though, yeah. If it's another forest that I didn't, that our forest was kind of like waging war against, it's okay to set that one forest yeah. on fire, but that's, not my forest. That's right? the thing. Yeah, if you yeah. were to do something to damage your own grove or damage a an allied 
forest or whatever, that would be bad. Right. But that's something, like I said, 5e, has, like in the older editions, you could lose your powers at the drop of a hat and, and the DM would just wash his hands of it and say, either, either you're now a fighter or uh, make a new character because you lost your power Wouldn't because you, you did whatever you did. Wouldn't you believe it? I've come back as... Nigglewarts Jr. Yeah. More Nigglewarty than the last. But in 5e, it, it, it's much more... I, I actually made Nigglewart Jr. Nigglerut, <laughs> and he was uh, a hedonistic, absolute uh, inverse of what my uh, of what Nigglewart was. To get back onto your point about, you know, breaking... I kind of get away from Nigglewart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nigglewart. This is a very Nigglewart-heavy episode for him not being here. But to get back on your point about breaking these things, like yeah. I guess that's because you have in the DM's guide the Oathbreaker Paladin is in there, yeah. um, but you don't have like an, an oath a, a faithless cleric or a uh, you know a, a, a packless warlock, um, you know for what happens when you've severed these ties? Like, if you sever the tie to your if you were a, pal- a, a cleric getting all your power from the god of healing whatever and suddenly you decide healing sucks healing is terrible you want to just hurt people from now on unless you know auto do you automatically convert over to a cleric of the god of pain uh i mean i guess they don't have mechanics in the system i guess it's what happens well it's it's the gray area of your religion that kind of that fills into that. Now, uh, isn't in 6th uh, edition, now you can switch your club, a subclass? Well, in, in uh, Tasha's. No, yeah, Tasha's. Tasha's, 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 Tasha's allows sub, you. Switch subclass. So, Which I don't I think. I guess you. that's the, it, I mean, if yeah. you're a life cleric and you suddenly go, oh, well, I don't want to heal people anymore. I want to hurt them. I'm going to go from pharmacist to harmacist. You just switch to a war cleric. Boom. But, yeah, Here's, but there's no penalties for that. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of dumb because all of us like you can do that on any levels. You can switch as, as that, you level up. You can switch your your abilities through and do that. And to me, that's kind of crazy because that just says that ah, you know what? Today I was believing in Torn, and now I'm believing in Beelzebub, and now you're. And well, it, that, it and also says the, the the religious prayers and ceremonies of all these gods are basically generic. It, yeah, yeah it's, and that, that's the transient them, nature of the the polytheistic world of D anD D is that you can just switch from god to god to god, and it doesn't have as many you know consequences. Yeah. In the older editions, yes, absolutely. But that you makes, have to make a new character basically and start over. But that makes your god like just as as tame as other ones. So you know, if you look at it like yeah. Zeus, all right, we'll go to the Greek mythology. So you have Zeus. Zeus is obviously the king of the gods. So if you're praying to Zeus. And you obviously have to give him a little bit more because he's the king of the gods versus somebody of given it to like Dionysus, Aphrodite, also or anybody. has a reputation for being jealous. And yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, if there's no penalty for breaking your religion in D and D, like why? Like, yeah. well, if, that, if you leave Zeus to go pray to a titan, yeah, that, Zeus is going to throw some lightning bolts at you. Yeah, yeah, like you should be losing something out of there. Like switching your religion. Like I, I can see like, switching your domain. Sw- switching from Zeus to Apollo, he may not have too big a deal with. Switching from Zeus to one of the Titans or, or the Norse gods. I don't even think yeah. like switching off of Zeus. Like if Zeus is your main deity, I think like switching from him would probably be your biggest mistake because yeah. your wife's going to end up pregnant or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, and damn ducks. The. Uh, the D&D gods are generally benevolent, at least the good ones. So when that happens, they may just shrug it off and go, oh, well, they're going to another of the good gods. I don't think so, god, man. I think gods They are... might bring some wrath down on you in another form. They might you know, let other followers know, hey, this guy is no longer our follower of ours. In fact, he switched sides. Go hunt him down, yeah. which has happened in the lore. So... so so I don't think that I don't think that gods like even good gods are going to be that benevolent because their power is based off you. Like that's the, what truly gives gods powers is their your faith in them. Like you, you believe in them, and that's what makes them a thing. It, because that the depends less on your the campaign setting. Because yeah. the less you believe in something, if you don't believe in something, then obviously it has no power over you, right? It depends on the campaign okay. setting. In some campaign settings, the gods are absolute their own divine power source. They they don't draw anything from us. They yeah, want if, you to worship because and that's they the, want yeah, you to. Yeah, but if you still don't, but if like you that, stop yeah. worshiping, then they cease they still to, exist and still they have can full still power exist, and but still uh, can it, throw lightning bolts at you. Okay, but it, all I'm going to say is that's just a bad day. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. What I'm getting at. So I think that 
bad, even good gods are going to be kind of dicks. Yeah. Or and they're the, going to like come and after you, and they specifically should. Specifically with the Forgotten Realms, you can kill those gods, but those gods can still have followers. There's still a subsect of orcs that follow Grumsh, even though he's dead. Yeah, and then like in uh, the Dragonlance things, there was a, a good period where the gods went away. And so all religion basically stopped, and they all forgot who all the gods were, and they had to find some. T- that was what the, the original trilogy was all yeah. about: was them finding the tablets and I restoring think... the belief. In but the gods were still there; they they still existed. They just didn't let people worship them and didn't grant them powers. I think that clerics shouldn't be able to change their gods. Yeah. I, I just don't think so. I think they they yes they do. We've already discussed yes they do need religion, but I think that a divine uh, like I, I don't I don't mind if you want to change your domain. Like that to me is easy because that means your because your god is probably got something of everything. Especially if you're monotheistic, it's a, usually a god of everything. Yeah. So I, I have no issues with that. But I think trying to change your god, going from one or another, that should incur like some heavy penalties. You should have to take a couple levels and fighter until your god deems you worthy of being somebody. I mean, well, maybe even paladin. That's true for all of those that break them. I mean, yeah. if you if you're a paladin and you break your oath, you become an oathbreaker. You have to do a lot in order to get that. Yeah, oath but back. the oathbreaker paladin's pretty badass. It is, yeah. So, but if you're, you it's know, you make a mistake it. and you break your oath unintentionally, trying to get back to the to that should take a while. It should yeah. take a lot of work. See, it's it, it in the old editions. I used to be a dick of a DM, and I would always I, would I like how he says used to as if he isn't now. No, it's it. it, it from this aspect, I don't because it doesn't matter anymore. But I used to tempt the hell out of my paladins, putting them in situations where they would, you know, oh, your your order of paladin requires you to tithe 10% of everything you find. Here's a magic pouch that you carry that 10% in. And then, oh, there's there's some shiny plate mail there, and you're you're 10% short. <laughs> oh, man. Get them to, get them to uh, dip into that extra, oh, I'm just going to take a loan from my god pouch. Uh, and, oh, there you go. You lost your powers, you know. Yeah, but, uh, I like how you say you're still a dick because that seems like something you would still do. Yeah, I would if, but it doesn't. It wouldn't have that effect because, like I said, they don't use the gods for paladins anymore. Now I have to find new I, ways to break their I, spirits. I, I think paladins still yeah, need that's God. Still, if that's still part of their oath, it, it would still break their oath if they yeah. did it. Uh, say yeah, but they were celibate and they, you know, happened to come across, you know, the most beautiful person in the world who offered herself freely. That temptation would be there. No. Joke's on you. My paladin's a eunuch. That's how you solve that problem right there. And that's how we know you don't really know what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the I saw the after school special. That's, that's how you, my hands are gonna fall off. That's that's where you put temptations in that you know the player will go for that mm. it might be you know, oh this this is magic. A luck blade, which gives you seven wishes. So are you a DM plotting against the player instead of the character? In those cases, yes. Yeah. Why would you plot against the player? That's a dick move. I, I try to break my player. I make my players cry. You know this. <laughs> I, I've never cried. I've gotten very upset, but I've never cried. As a paladin falls down a staircase, as the, the oath of pa- pacifism paladin murders people by throwing didn't them murder downstairs. anybody. <laughs> throwing them down staircases. He didn't murder anybody. He hit somebody on the head at the top of a staircase. Non-lethal damage yeah, to his absolutely head. Absolutely not a murder when you push him and you hear thunk, 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 snap. Not a murder. It sounds like the stairs murdered him. We better request. Yeah. We better sequester those stairs. I'll, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why would you plot against players? That's the best. That's the best part of being the DM. Come on. Look, I know. I, I know it sucks being a DM sometimes, especially right now, because there's. And I saw this as a poll. I was going to say this for another to- uh, another episode, but. There are there are saying that there's there's more and more obviously there's always going to be more players but less and less people want to be DMs nowadays uh, and I'm not sure why but we'll get into that here in a second but I think that's a big thing right there is when you have DMs that want to plot against the don't plot against the player plot against the care I have no issues if you want to take on somebody's character but if you're trying to plot against the player that's just like targeting well I I don't plot against a specific player I plot against the whole party yeah yeah it's still plotting against but, players well, see I I. I don't trust that my players will stay in character. Like, for example, his beautiful woman example to a celibate paladin. That player is not actually a celibate paladin. He's not actually going to get to have sex with a beautiful woman. 
So he's not actually going to be tempted to give up his godlike superpowers unless you have to, a, to, a uh, system a in sentence. place. Yeah, why don't you like make him charisma roll? You're the DM, you yeah. can do that. Ah. See, I don't believe in re- relying on the roll. I I re- make people roll as little as possible. I mean, that's okay, but you could still like I I I don't believe in targeting the players cuz like targeting I want the what the player players to make are, the choice. Yeah, the players are going to make the yeah. choice, but yeah. tar- but t- saying like going after an individual person's player versus their character, that's what well, is still their character cuz for example, your palette, you have not personally actually taken an oath of pacifism to kill no one. You've not actually done that. That is still your player, your character. Is it an oath of pacifism that. if he just tells the people to pull the trigger? That's suggestion. The I most mean, powerful spell in the game. Well, no, th- this this paladin was the one that didn't carry the sword, and he did non lethal bash damage. With I'm the saying shield. him. <laughs> Man, but if he was a. He had an oath of pacifism, knowing his job with the National Guard. Could he be considered a paladin if he says, pull the trigger to the guys who actually do kill other people? Joke's on you. I'm artillery. Exactly. Uh, I just tell him to pull the lanyard. So what happens after the after the round leaves leaves the tube is between God and the orphanage it hits. (laughs) (laughs) Too dark. Yeah, I don't know. I actually know but, yeah. a few people that actually have t- were telling me stories about how they fired around so and they hit a local Walmart. And my so. yeah, my argument is that I I am I am targeting your character. It's just something you're targeting the person, and you're just trying to say it's their character as a person and trying to get right. around the argument. It's I, you should it's be targeting using, the player it's using character. The realism of what the person playing that character might actually be tempted by, because putting it, temptations out and then oh. Uh, you're not allowed to pet a cat, but here uh, you have to roll to resist petting this cat just because it's so cute. You would be pissed if I took your paladin powers away because you failed that roll. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm going to give you. Like that one, you're trying to get too specific. You're trying yeah. to like. No, yeah. I wouldn't say not, what's what's the type of argument. That, that's that why is. I, I would never. Put I think something like, like that no, on a roll. like. But if you're doing something like you're walking through a brothel, let's say you have to mm-hmm. go in and clear this out. It's part of like a little side quest you guys are doing. And you're going through this brothel. Now, these are lusty women that this is their job because mm-hmm. it's not a kitten's job to be look cute. I've seen some mangy-looking kittens. So I'm just saying it's these women's job to kind of, like, convince you. Yeah. All right? So now, and, and guess what? Paladins are good at charisma. So they have, you know, advantage. I think they actually, that's one of their proficiencies is, like, charisma, right? Mm-hmm. So they have proficiency when rolling against these checks. And it's up to them as a player. And I, I, I'm, I'm a down for a, a one and done kind of guy. Like you roll once, can you, can you uh, get out of these? And that's not to say that your friends there can't help you. They know. I'm sure you've got a friend there that that's been with you a little bit and knows. Hey, man, you can't do this. All right, that gives them advantage on the roll or something like I, that. I'll go even further but, and say it's a church of clay, and my priestesses and priests of clay, when they engage in activities in the brothel gives the person who is getting engaged in these activities a boon from the uh, from clay himself so to the player so we derailed the entire missions for 10 seconds so he can go in there and get his nasty off well yeah. to the player th- it might be worth it but for that boon yeah but that's not relying on the role see my argument is you never want to ruin a player's character on a role i i i'm giving you it's not that i'm not even giving you the chance to get out of the role like even yeah. if you have a bad role because it happens man because you never know what's going to go down the kitten thing I mean, that's that's you're you're literally trying to find this is a specific situation like yeah. hey because you're going to walk around and see a thousand cats but if you have to walk into a brothel where this you have a hundred probably about i don't know it depends upon the size of the brothel let's just say it's a small one about 10 ladies in there but that is their job mechanically sitting at the table it's still coming down to whether you make that savings throw, resistance roll, but whatever then it is. You could also argue it's the paladin's choice to enter the brothel. If he doesn't enter the brothel, he has no reason to roll. Yep. So that's thank you, Bogan. I needed that. Because I, 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 all I'm saying is, is I'm giving you plenty yeah. of options to get out. All right. Now we have you don't have to enter the brothel as a paladin. You know what goes on there. Hey, look, my my faith says that I cannot right. do this. All right, hey, when you go in, let's say you do decide to go in there because your friends need you, all right? Hey, man, bull, so, do not let me sleep with any of these women. Look, God, 
imaginary person that I know would not let me sleep with these women. Do not <laughs> let me sleep with these women. And so you go in and you have it, it, mm. because it's the same way you would have to you give people seasickness when they go on a boat. Right. But seasickness doesn't permanently take away their it takes your abilities. ability. You could die if, from having it thrown up if you get attacked while the boat's going on because you are seasick. So I mean, yeah, that's going to give you like a disadvantage so for how, one fight. That's not going to permanently. Ruin but you your could. Character. St- yeah, it will because if your character dies, this one, this one isn't it's really take ruined. more than one role for your character to die. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take more than one role. It's going to take yeah. more than one role to get. Uh, if you if you decide to go into the, now. Like I have no problem with like what he was saying. If it's a a uh, god of sin, will give you a boon if you give in to this, and then the paladin chooses to give in to take that boon. So I'm going to go back he, to my. I'd heart. say that's targeting the player just as much as what I had said before, rather than the character, because the character doesn't know that this. I, this I'm going to go. Isn't, isn't what's going to. I'm going to go just, back. I'm going to go back to the the boat <clears throat> the boat analogy is saying that you you can have multiple bad roles there and still kill a character. Why? Because he got seasickness this one time when he was out there on a boat. Yeah. All right. So he can get, why can't it be the same thing in there? Like all I'm saying is, is don't target the player. Yeah. Target the character. And like I said, there's many, give them as many give them options to get out. They have options. Players, you as a player, you guys, we, we as players forget that we actually have more power than DMs do in a sense because we can just choose not to do something. Yeah. All right. We could derail their entire story where you are like kind of guiding us this way. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you're going to go that way. You didn't well, have to hit that guy on the head on the top of the stairs. <laughs> well, now but you're just being a dick. Then uh, also the paladin could be in there and the women are all coming up trying to ch- uh, chummy, trying to convince him to come, you know, sleep with them. And let me tell you, if you're an unarmed woman in barely any clothing whose profession is solely to pleasure other people. If that paladin draws steel, you're suddenly going somewhere else. And paladins will defend their oaths with violence. I, and okay, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That'll avoid uh, that'll avoid the roll. I'm saying I'm kind of with you. If you I, roll, if if. Their characters is ruined by a role. It is decisions they have made that have led them to that role. Yeah. yeah. Like running up a staircase with the sanctuary <laughs> on. And I like choosing it when he, lo- I like it when he loses. He just goes in and he attacks the he attacks the to- he attacks the player again. He's like, all right. It's uh, a perfect example. So anyway, about clerics in sixth edition. <laughs> ah, clerics in sixth edition. Yeah, because because we, we're way off the our, our topic. We've got we've we've like clerics well, and paladins. I think this is a good episode though. For right. In the in the new UA that just came out, the first sentence uh, of the clerics section is a clerics draw power from the realm of the gods and harness it to work miracles. So I think oh, I think 6th edition kind of ends it, this yeah. debate. Yeah, that's that's telling me that they're trying to get away from religion and just like Oh no, it's just, no, no, they're no, going they're straight they're down, doubling yeah. down on religion. It, it's no longer the saying coming from the divine realm or from divine power, but, but no, that's saying it, a miracle. It is coming from gods and you are performing miracles for that god. All right, that okay. That that's where I was getting kind of caught up on the word miracle. I'm thinking like, because when I think of miracles, I think of like chance, like you know, it's a miracle that I made it here on time or something like that. Like that's yeah. what I was kind of thinking of. So okay, no, no, yeah, actual like no, actual biblical miracle. miracles. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like like r- healing r- the sick, or healing the sick, raising water. the dead. Yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. Then all right, yeah. See, look, I look. So in, in now, uh, I did watch, you know. Doing our show prep, there's a there's a good YouTube video uh, by Bob World Builder where the history of clerics, yeah. where he goes through each edition and it's like, okay, in first edition, clerics weren't tied to a religious order; they were, you know, a type of fighter on the field. Second edition, this is what they were. Third, you know, and he goes through the basic D and D versus the and the debate why they like in second edition the split between basic D and D and. Uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. One went to a non-religious way, and the other went to a over-religious way, and they kind of yeah, forked diverged. in the roads there. And he goes through the entire history of all the editions. Um, we're not going to bother doing all that here. We don't have time for all forked that. Forked in but, the road or branched in the Joshua tree. But it, the point is, though, it, in each edition, it has changed, and they've redefined it and re-looked at it 
So you have to look at the specific edition you're talking about, and then it you know every table is different. Yeah, but so I every, mean, it all boils down. You have to have faith in something. Like yeah, faith in something, not atheism, not faith in nothing. Because if nothing, nothing times nothing is still nothing. Yeah. So. Uh, faith in faith in something is still something. So I guess clerics do need religion. And the sixth edition, like I'll be honest, sixth edition changes are are pretty good. I think the the we got a downvote on our YouTube video that is D and D sixth edition. I think that's the one thing that somebody well, would, and and that's the other thing. I don't know if you've watched the new uh, the video where they were going over the results and and uh, those kind of things from the the one D and D surveys. Um, it's becoming more and more clear this is a sixth edition, not a five point five. Just by some mm-hmm. of the changes, like for example, cleric all, all all classes in the new player's handbook that's coming out in twenty twenty four will only have four subclasses. Yeah. So clerics and wizards that in the current player's handbook have ten, eight subclasses yeah. are going to be much more focused. I which is and, good. And with scroll, smaller scroll smaller down selection down. We of can actually count. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, hold on. Uh, well, players, some, oh, those show include the those ones include the the other. Uh, no, this is just yeah, hold on. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, uh, six, six domains come out of the player's handbook. Yeah, seven, 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 seven. Yeah, and, and okay. wizard wizards have like ten or twelve. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they have uh, one for each school of magic, right. which I think I I, I and, don't think they ever needed. And they're they're reducing all of them to four, which is good because. Most people either played Evoc Wizard anyway no. because they wanted spell sculpting because they just didn't, you know, they don't believe in friendly fire, which is makes you a, not a real wizard. Yeah, and they're also <laughs> changing where all classes get oh. their subclasses at the same point. Yeah. So clerics who used to get their subclass at the first level will ah. now be getting it at the third level like everybody else. That's cool to me. And they, and when they get their second subclass feature, what is it? Uh Sixth level is when they everybody get everybody gets a subclass feature at sixth level, regardless of what your class is. <laughs> so it, it it's more balanced that way going yeah. across the board. Yeah, um, if if the balance is correct. If yeah, if the balance is correct. I don't. I just knowing what I know about wizards and their previous versions, it's not going to be balanced. Yeah. I, I, and, it, it's an attempt, and I give it that. Yeah, I'll, and I'll in them... their videos, the, the attempt they had said. Their their goal for this, the reason they do this, was that they're they're trying to get rid of these one level dips that are kind of unbound. Like because warlock and cleric, those one level dips were much more potent potent yeah. than a one level dip in wizard. You know, um, well, it's because they made wizard like so broad, and I and yeah. I get it. You want to be specialized in a school, but I think there could have been a better way about yeah. doing that. Like every few levels, you could choose a new specialization of a school. So you can mm-hmm. start out, and it gives you a few benefits as it levels up. So right. if you did it like this, so uh, 4, 8, 12. All right, let's use those as examples as your ASIs. So at fourth level, you choose a new uh, specialization. Now, every time you hit, uh, and when you hit eighth, you get a, a second feature of your original specialization, and now you get a second specialization because now you're spending a little bit of time learning new magics. And then when you hit 12, you get three, two, and one. I think would be really cool. So now you can say, look, I started out as Evoc, and by the time I'm 12th level, now I can spell sculpt. And now, uh, but I also have a couple time. Now I have some stuff in abjuration, so I'm also good at you know buffing the party. Because remember, you're not a real wizard if you don't believe in friendly fire. But uh, and I'm you know these change they've I want that as the a changes shirt. That's that why I'm saying they've that. made they've made some mistakes too. I'll add um, it to the list. <laughs> like the one of the things you get as a cleric at first level, uh, is y- your channel divinity uh, can now either heal or harm two d six times your proficiency modifier times your proficiency modifier times a day. So, but the the problem with that is you if so you do the one level dip as a cleric, and then do nineteen levels as you know something else. And all of a sudden, your channel divinity is you're doing 68 healing or harm six times a day without using spell slots, just like any cleric of a 20th level. So there's some things that they'll still need to yeah. correct and fix. But the general idea. I don't think your proficiency should go up if you don't continue something. Yeah. Like if you, let's say you, you have an eighth level fighter, all right, uh, but you spent two levels in cleric. 
you should only have six six uh let's just we we'll say it's one point per level just to make math easier. You should only have plus six to proficiency instead of plus eight because you haven't spent you're not proficient in both. Like it'll level itself out and then when it evens out, then it'll go or if you go back to being a fighter. Or or you get a proficiency mod per class where yeah. you get the plus two to your cleric skills and a plus six to your fighter skills. Or, I, oh, yeah. dude, that would be awesome. I'd be down for that. I think yeah. that would be really cool. But uh, that that kind of goes, their simplification that they've been working towards the last couple of editions, that kind of, I don't think, it, I don't think Wizards will ever go that way. Ooh. I think they're going for streamline. and. But and, that's simple. that is simplified, though. Yeah. But I, I really liked, well, I didn't like because it took a long damn time to do, but I kind of really liked dual classing. Like, you put in the work in one class, that's how that goes up. If you put in the work in the other class, that's how that goes up. Yeah. You spend the time. Technically, you're underleveled compared to others, but not really. Yeah, but that 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 takes away. And, and I, I would be down for that, too. But it's that argument that he just had about the dual classing and stuff like that. Yeah, so. right. the, the, the whole streamlining thing. And, and with dual classing, you also got locked out. Of your original class skills until you exceeded the level. Yep. So if you were a third, if you were a third level wizard and and dual class to fighter, you could not cast spells again until you were a fourth level fighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sucks to suck. Yeah. I mean, but there's got to be there's got to be penalties for trying to like get like because that would help with the you're talking about the one level dip earlier. Mm -hmm. That would help with that one level dip of where I just I run in real quick just to. Just to grab this and go instead yeah. of all right. Hey, look, it you're would gonna... make that one level dip your first class. Yeah, and then you would have to switch after instead of going back and doing a one level dip after doing eight levels of fighter, you would have to start as a one level cleric, then do eight levels of fighter. Yeah, so it it, it does help with that. I, I it's a system that'll balance itself out at that point yeah. because you're gonna have to you're like your choices are meaningful. That that's what I that, that's what I want out of DD. I focusing this much time and energy to be a different class yeah you should be locked out of the other stuff yeah because then you're not focusing on what it takes to be a fighter yep yeah and i i've seen other arguments where there's in uh other other systems like uh pathfinder and them where in order to multi-class you first have to take a feat uh associated with associated with the new class like so for example if you're a fighter and you want to multi-class into mage you have to take the magic initiate feat and then the next level after taking the magic initiate feat, that then you could take a level as a wizard. Okay, okay, that that makes a little sense too because you are the human brain is able to study a couple of different things at once. Yeah, if you're a fighter and you just happen to dip your toe into magic after spending a level doing both, yeah, you could probably pick up more serious study of magic while still learning to be a right. fighter. I mean, if yeah, if you're an eldritch knight too, that like kind of like leans into it. So yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, so and and they would ha- basically you would have to have a feat for every class, you know, you you know, uh the roguish initiate and the <laughs> I don't you know, I well ho- I mean holy and well the the ma- magic initiate could work for a priest. There's too. uh there's there's skills that benefit your stealth and stuff like yeah. that. So you'd have to I have to take those and Yeah, I'm, the, I'm but the, they lay in those other systems they lay out in order to multi-class to this class you must first take this feat. So what you're saying is is wizards would actually have to work? That's all you like. I I just want I want your stuff to maintain. Um, I, I want your decisions to be impactful. Yeah. All right, you shouldn't just be able to go. Well, you know what? I'm going to be. And this is my issue with min maxers too. Is like, oh, I'm going to go take this. I'm going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Your your impact is not. Uh, you're not making an impact. You're just creating like the perfect character to to play the ones and twos of this game. Which you know, there's more to this game than ones and twos. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you take something, let's say you're going to be a, a cleric for a little bit, but then you want to be a fighter, you're almost like losing your religion. Not to you know use the song as a little bit of a tidbit, but you know you're you're essentially like losing it just to go and be and, a beat 'em up fighter. And you're also stepping on the toes of the person who started as a paladin. That's you know, true because you're you're now you know the the you're religious tra- fighter and trying to pretend to be the best tank. Yeah. Yeah, because we all agreed the paladin was the best. Yeah, it's not. Oh no, we all agreed. That, <laughs> we all agreed that the barbarian is the best tank. True. Oh, true, I right. love callbacks. We forgot that was funny because he's like yeah, the fact that you yeah, said I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait no, a minute. No. <laughs> he Daffy ducked me. Barbarian season. But uh, no, it's Bardic influence. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, that's why I'm on this side of the glass and not that side because he would definitely get me with that every now and then. But I like I, I want people's I want your choices to be meaningful when you're creating classes because one you're going to find better connections to those characters. You're not going to have just throwaway characters because you get bored of them in like ten levels. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I generally don't like multi-classing because it te- it tends to you know bring up issues in role play. Um, as well as, you know, are you min-maxing or are you trying to play a character a certain way? I have characters that I've planned for multi-classing, like Arvan, who was a a sorcerer fighter, but he used uh, fire magic exclusively, and his power came from drinking. But that's not, yeah, I don't know. See, like, when I think of multi-classing, I, think, I usually just think of min-maxers. I very rarely see people that are playing multi-classes. I've never once played a multi-class, and just because I've never found any reason, I usually come in with the idea of how do I make the 20th level, like, I assume that we're going to get to 20th. Even though I know we're not, I always assume, yeah. hey, this is where I want to get to. I've always felt that you should declare your multi-classing to your DM at the start. So at level one, say, hey, I'm going to do uh, one level of cleric for every three levels of fighter. And then you have to stick to that schedule as what your character's development is. See, yeah, I because that, that would be your concept yeah. from the start. You know, from the start, you're a, a religious fighter, but not a paladin. And so, th- you know, you've worked that out with your DM from in your zero session that that's going to be your level progression. I prefer that. And then... One, it it doesn't surprise your DM when you show up doing healing spells at the fourth level. It also gives them, know? yeah, it also gives and them a chance to like to write that into story. the story yeah. and, and yep. plan that out, and and it really helps with background and that kind of stuff. Because the ones that the the, the multi classes, not just the the people who are min maxing, but the ones that really bother me are the ones that all of a sudden, I'm playing eight levels. These are your skills. This is the kind of character you are. And all of a sudden, ah, I leveled up. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this other class completely just because. Just because. Just because. Yeah. So you're, and, breaking the, you're breaking the DM story. And that's where the player, I was yeah. going to go back to this argument from earlier, player starts targeting the DM. Yeah. And that, now you're being a dick to the DM. Then you also start, okay, you know. Now, if you're doing it because your party doesn't have a spellcaster. And so you pick up the spellcasting because you're trying yeah, to cover how? that hole. But how? Ask yourself that. Like yeah. if you're if you're if you're a wizard, or sorry, you're a fighter. I mean, you could do it in the right. story. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fighter, if, if you're and... picking up every time you go to a town, you pick up a book about magic, and in your downtime, you're studying. It's possible to do it in the story, but I'm saying it's well, not know, as bad when you do it just to to cover something that your party's lacking. You meet an imp. Well, where you give him a gallon of blood? No, 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 where, where, no. We're where, not doing that. Where, we're where, not doing where it that. Where irks me is you know the paladin is shining. You know the paladin is is in here. He's smiting people. He, he's your frontline tank. He's he's doing great. And your fighter is lacking because he doesn't have the magical. Right, both of you. You know what? Both of you. Stop. Shut up. So no, he, we're not so, doing that. So he multiplies into cleric to get to to compete with. And step on the paladin's toes. Yep. Both of you suck. I just want y'all to go on the record so for that. I think that's actually the concept I was going to pitch to you for my next character was it's going to be like three levels fighter, one level monk. Yeah. Because he's doing a, a thing where he's totally, completely, you know, focusing his body on all types of fighting. Have I told you both how much I hate you right now? Yeah. I just want you to know but this. But we love you. That's mo- That's what makes it worse. <laughs> I chingo. I, I let you. How did I get you? Let you in on this thing? I should have just kept it with me in bulk. I don't know. I like. Well, he's far more popular than I am. Imps do a lot of things I mean, for gallons yeah. of blood. I mean, you no, know, no. Don't start that. Don't start that. I know what you're doing. Don't start that. Magical darkfish. I hate. <laughs> yeah, they tried that last night too at the Christmas party. Yeah, and I almost went off on the tangent there. But then I found out that you can make fun of people crouching in video games, and that got everybody, and then that distracted. So, but hey, like with multi-classing, like I, I, I just I've never, I've never seen a reason outside of min-maxing. Very rarely, because usually, even in a small party, you have your bases covered. Like if you're a, a single player, like it's a, a one man, one DM kind of game, then maybe. 
But for the most part, you usually have a few players, and and people cover their cover their stuff pretty regularly. Yeah. So I, I have I've always seen it as a way to get to concepts that D and D has not released yet. Like the example I use all the time is the ninja. You know, you multiclass. Oh, you the, said ninja. Yeah. The ninja when you multiclass. Uh, you know, I love that joke. <laughs> you you multiclass an assassin with a monk. Specifically, the shadow monk. Yeah, um, you got a ninja, yeah. and you get a ninja. I, but uh, that, unless you're that, making a Naruto ninja, in which case you, in which case you do the shadow monk with a wizard, Evok. I, I think that, I think that they really mess. That's where wizards is messed up, and so they've put out quantity over quality, and they could have made quality classes that actually did yeah. did these things or fixed the classes because if you know what you want to make a, you yeah, could they're, make they're clearly a, missing certain classes like. Uh, the fact that they have a samurai but don't have a ninja amazes me. Either one of them could have worked because then you could yeah. have had like a the ninja a ninja that is more like the traditional Japan ninja uh, with the shuriken and stuff like that, yeah. or the Naruto ninja. Which, if you honestly look, there's the four elements, but they didn't take the time to make the four elements a quality uh, a quality subclass. Yeah. So that's the issue with that that I have. Yeah, so, I, the, so the Naruto one would probably be more of like a four elements monk with a assassin still. If, if you yep, could do yeah. that one, or you could still do the four elements and a wizard, because then you could. I guess it just depends upon what kind yeah. of like. Do you yeah. want to do Genjutsu, Taijutsu, or um, Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu? Thank you, Ninjutsu. So yeah. I mean, and that uh, it spreads even further out with the way that the Sun Soul is supposed to be like a a Super Saiyan. Yeah, I mean, but that, it's not that didn't need to be made. I'm going to be did, honest. It didn't need to be made, no, because you can absolutely do it by mixing fighter and mage. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I'm saying. Like the, the yeah. Yeah, I, I get where you're going. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with multiclassing if it's for a concept reason, story reason. It irks me when it's a a. Oh well, I could get action surge. Yeah, that could help. Yeah, that's that's uh, like multiclassing. I and I and I understand where you're coming from, wanting to create the class that you want, but that's yeah. where we need to actually get onto wizards when it comes to the sixth edition. Now get in on these surveys, go on them. They're over that, at the, <laughs> you okay? Yep. Okay. Good. Yeah. And that, that's another thing you need to like, I don't know if you've watched the videos on the survey results, you know, nothing on that first survey was below a 60% positive. Yeah. I can believe in, that. Including even the, the, the stuff like the DMs not critting and those kind I of things. I think DMs should still crit. Yeah. Well, I, that I, could be yeah. after the DM, too. Yeah. Right. But so. nothing on their survey was below a 60%. Now, Wizards takes a 60% as they they, re, they know that people on these surveys are overinflating the positive, so they take a 60 as needs changes. Yeah. Whereas anything over an 80 is is where their threshold is. So it's American um, uh, schooling. Yeah. yeah, it's American schooling. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa. Pass, fail. That's Florida schooling. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, I mean, they're at least aware, which is a good sign. They're aware that people are doing this because they had 40,000 survey results. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the new Dragonborn that they put in into the same one with the clerics, where they're fixing the problems we had with the Dragonborn they put out in the first edition uh, based on the comments, because that was somewhere in the 70s, I believe, if I remember correctly from the... It's been a while since I watched the video. Right. No, um, I, I get you. But I, they, they've gone through and they fixed the problem and they, they recognized what, what people were complaining about and have gone back and fixed them. So they are looking at these results. So if, if somebody doesn't like, like I, I know I'll be noting about this channel divinity at level one scaling problem. Um, and, and hopefully they'll be reading it and correct that before it becomes the final product. See, uh, complaining voices do matter. <laughs> But yeah, you and you got to be you, you know if you really don't like something, make sure you, you know don't be nice about it. Go don't in be there a and, dick about and it flat, either. That's yeah, my don't job. be don't be a dick about it. No, I'm I'm saying don't be nice about it and and put it as a, a neutral or a, I don't really like this. Just the survey works. Answer the, honestly. Yeah, answer honestly. Say I don't like this because your your one vote is going to get weighted in with the forty thousand others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that will, you know, be weighed and measured. Because, kids, there is some skills they taught you in, in math class that will, you know, transfer over. Averages is one of those, and that's how they get those results from the polls yeah. and the voting. And that's 
how, well, theoretically, how American democracy would work, but that's not uh, how it works at all. We're not a democracy constitutional republic, but that's a conversation for another time. All righty, guys. I appreciate you guys coming in. On I know it's not our normal day. I appreciate all the listeners out there. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook. You can email us, bolganpc at gmail.com. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it's all the same. We're all out there. And don't forget, if you need that perfect miniature for your friends for uh, Christmas, they make great Christmas gifts. Go see our friends over at the Red Dragon Workshop Studios. Find them on Facebook. Tell them bolganpc, and I guess Loke sent you, and they'll be sure to say hi back to you guys. Appreciate everything. You guys have anything else for us? Mm, not really. I'm working on a recipe now that hopefully will be out before the end of the year. Um, I'm just trying to get everything play tested and make sure everything's good. Ooh, sounds fun. Merry, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Blessed Yule. Happy, yep. Blessed Yule. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting Ramadan or whatever. The, no, Ramadan's not. <laughs> not, that's, not that's, that's a few yeah. more months. That's a few more yeah. months. Okay. But, but whatever, whatever winter holiday you celebrate, Enjoy it. A festive greeting to you, Festive all. greeting, yeah. A festive greeting for the rest of us. A festivus yep. for the rest of us. Yep. It's a festivus miracle. With that being said, with that being said, say goodbye, Bolg. Goodbye, Bolg. Say goodbye, Loke. See ya. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything, featuring Loke the Bard. Like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. Questions, comments, and mutiny requests can be sent to bolgandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures.